I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, guys? We are live here at Radio Row at Mandalay Bay here with Jim Wyatt. We're going to talk Titans over here. So, Sammy, start us up. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards, touchdown Titans! He is the baddest man in the NFL, and he just took her to the house. The Sickest Tennessee Titans Podcast. It's going to be sick. All right, guys, welcome back to Radio Row here. Like I said, we are live with Jim Wright, the man himself. He is a returning guest, been on the show now three times. Okay. So it's, an, it's an absolute pleasure to have you. A little different scenario here. We're live. I don't have Sal and Vinny, so shout out Sal and Vinny back home in Jersey. Um, we appreciate you guys. Maybe next year you guys will be here, but uh, let's tackle it, Jim, right away. Um there was reports out earlier, you know, with Mike Vrabel not being the head coach anymore, that GMs, Diana Rossini came out and said that Mike Vrabel is a big human being and general managers and owners are afraid of him at the combine, you know, during interviews. How true is that? Well, I can confirm he's a big human being. Yeah, uh, yeah there's no question about that. He's, he's, he's a big man. Uh, does that impact his opportunity to get a job? I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I know Diana Rossini. I like Diana Rossini. I, I can't imagine that that's, you know, maybe the word choice there uh, leads people down a direction that maybe is not with the way I yeah, think it is. Like, he, Mike Vrabel is an influence, yeah. and he wants to do things a certain way. And he is, uh, you know, he is a strong personality. But does his size intimidate people to the point where they wouldn't want to hire him. I, I don't believe that. Like Dan Campbell's is bigger yeah, than Mike Vrabel. Big and he seems to be doing pretty well. And Mike Vrabel did well as a head coach yep. until, you know, until a certain point where things kind of got off track. The team was not having success or other factors that led to his dismissal. Mike Vrabel didn't get a job because he's a big man. He didn't get a job just because I think the NFL's changing yep. and and this hiring cycle was looking for something something different. I think he's going to be a head coach again, and I don't think he needs to lose 50 or 60 pounds to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, just like you hear reports go on and on with the Wesley Woodyard, then you hear Taylor Lewan and Will Compton, and you have uh, other guys in the NFL, ex-teammates and players of his, saying, you know, Vrabel's kind of a jerk. That 2019 run when they were in the playoffs, when Wesley Woodyard came on, um, Ramon Williams and Kayla, uh, he said that, you know, 
we didn't want to we didn't necessarily want to win because we wanted to build up his ego to me as a fan when you're sitting back out there and you're you're in there in the facility how, how do you how do you take that as a fan's perspective that the players possibly didn't want to win for him in 2019 can you really see that happen no i mean i, I talked to wesley at the pro bowl last week in orlando for a while and obviously he said what he said and you know uh, but, but the team was winning. I mean, there's yeah. no question about that. I, I think, you know, and during the course of that interview, I know where the direction that thing went, and it was a, it was maybe a funny line at the time, but the players were playing to win. Yeah. And there's no question about that. Now, did, were there some personality conflicts or were there some people that maybe didn't buy into Mike Brable as much as other guys? Probably so, but, you know, that's the same with whether it's Jeff Fisher or whether it was Mike Munchak or whether it was Ken Wizardhunt or Mike Malarkey or uh, Mike Vrabel and now Brian Callahan. You're going to have it's, – it's a team of 53 players and 16 more guys in the practice squad. Not everybody's going to see things yeah. the same way. And when you lose 18 out of 24 games and when you finish 7-10 and 6-11, and and, uh, then you're going to have a little dissension in the ranks. And some people love Vrabel. Some people maybe tolerated yeah. Mike Vrabel. And uh, – uh, you don't have these problems, though, when you're you know, going to AFC Championship games and winning Super Bowls. And, of course, the Titans not being able to do that. And now we're talking about a coaching change, and we're talking about why the coaching change happened. Yeah. Now, moving – we're closing the door on the Mike Vrabel situation. We're moving on to a new horizon with Brian Callahan now. What do you see – how do you see him evolving this offense now? Because it's, it is an offensive-driven league. And uh, Mike Grable is more of a defensive kind of guy. He was, uh, you know, ground and pound with the run, played defense. And, and, you know, if we scored 17 points where it felt like forever, for the last two, three years we've been scoring 17 points, um, kind of got old as fans, probably for you guys too as reporters. How do you see uh, Brian Callahan, his style of play moving forward for the offense? Well, I think it's going to look different. I mean, I, I go back to the Eddie George days, obviously, and watch his team build, you know, try to establish the run. You know, whether it's Eddie George run the football or, I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether it was Chris Johnson running the football, whether it's now Derrick Henry running the football, you know, Chris Brown in there, Antoine Smith, whoever the running back is you want to talk about, that's always kind of been a part of the Titans' yeah. identity. And they're not going to completely get away from the run. I think it's a new day, new direction. Uh, I think you've got a young quarterback in Will Levis that you can build around and open the offense up a little bit more for. I think the days of just trying to wear teams down physically and winning in the fourth quarter and winning on defense, I think – you know, I won't say those days are gone, but because you're always going to have a, a, a fraction of that incorporated in what you're trying to do, but uh, it's going to be a different look on offense. Yeah. And, and it's a new day for, for the Tennessee Titans, and 
Uh, it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, Ryan Callahan have to implement his offense. Him and Nichols, new offensive coordinator, and uh, got to get players up to speed. I'm sure the personnel is going to look different, and uh, so it may not look great right out of the gate. I think it's going to take yeah, some time. Periods, yeah. yeah, but I, I do think you're going to see the offense transform and be more exciting. Hopefully didn't have Yeah, we, we yeah. definitely hope so. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you touched on the Eddie George era. It felt like forever for Titan fans, too. We went from a generational back with Eddie George, went for a generational back and Chris Johnson with the speed, and now we have, obviously, Eric Dickerson type back and Derrick Henry, who's an impending free agent. Tajay Spears now comes into play where he is the typical prototype NFL running back in today's NFL. Now, do you – I mean, you interviewed Peyton Manning. You said that Brian Callahan – not you, Peyton Manning said Brian Callahan would love to actually coach Derrick Henry. Will that happen? I don't know. In your profession with the team, do you think they would sign him to a two-year deal just to compliment Tajay Spears in the run game as well? Well, it's just too. I mean, it's just too early to know. I mean, yeah. A lot of things are going to happen between now and the time free agency starts you know, on you know, mid-March, uh, and a lot of that's going to depend on what other teams think about Derrick Henry and what they potentially would be willing to offer him. Yeah, you know, I think you know, I think what Peyton was saying is that Ron Callahan would love a guy with a work ethic yeah. and an and a skill set that Derrick Henry has, a, a pro's pro who uh, is going to demand excellence from everybody around him. I mean, that's a tone setter, that's a leader, that's a locker room builder and uh, so th- things will look different without Derrick Henry and Nash for will. a number of reasons. But you know What's changed about the NFL now? And of course, the free, you know the franchise tag comes long before free agency starts. Yeah. I don't know what the Titans are going to do there. That's a big number. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there'll be some conversations with the Titans and, and Derek's side just to kind of gauge uh, what he has in mind. And I'm sure Derek's age, you know, representation will have a pretty good idea of what the market might look like for mm-hmm. him. So when you start getting some answer to those questions, then you start having a more realistic idea of whether he could come back or not. Uh, you know, I certainly embracing for the possibility of Derrick Henry not being back just because I think you have of to course. do that. And yeah. I, I'll miss Derrick Henry because he's been such a great guy to cover. Uh, comes back great. If not, I hope to wish him the best because he's he's uh, he deserves to win a ring and deserves uh, to be rewarded for everything he's done uh, for for the team and. Yeah his career just you putting in that in perspective and just really thinking about that in my head of Derrick Henry possibly playing for another uh, team is just is mind-boggling to me because we never had that guy we shipped Eddie George out we never had that guy retire a Tennessee Titan and for him to leave and god forbid he goes to the Ravens it's going to be like a gut punch to us Titan fans because Mason went um McNair went if he does go, let him go to an NFC team because if he's got to, if we got to play him or we got to see him in the purple and black, or, or even or even the Bills from, from that nature, because he was on busting with the boys and he said it was very very close. I don't know if you knew if it was if it was close at that time, but um, just hearing that, I, I, I kind of assumed like the Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry thing, you know, for that playoff run, it, it was pretty scary in my opinion. So, um, just moving forward now with with the coordinators with Nichols and uh, Denard Wilson. You just t- touch on a little bit of, of that, what their style play is, because I know Brian Callahan is going to be calling the plays, just as Zach Taylor did in um, Cincinnati, where Brian Callahan was the play sheet guy. He was, you know, the one that was calling, you know, 
giving him plays in advance. So uh, you see Holes uh, filling his role, and now Brian Callahan obviously filling Zach Taylor's role with the play calling. And um, I think, you know, when he had – what was the guy's name? Sudfeld from um, Miami, the Uh, running backs coach that we we also – see, to me – when he was looking for an offensive coordinator, I even tweeted it too. He wanted to have somebody comfortable with him. He grew up with Holes, right. with, with De La Salle, um, all the way up through the Raiders, the Broncos, and now obviously here. Now they went their separate ways, and now they're connecting again. So just to have that comfortability as like a best friend, I think that was huge for the offensive play caller. But what do you? How do you see him? You know, working with Brian Callahan. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting because I think the dynamics that, that Brian Callahan worked with with Zach Taylor in Cincinnati will probably mirror what happens in Tennessee with Holes coming in. Yeah, I talked to Evan Ingram at the Pro Bowl, the Jaguars Pro Bowl tied yeah. in about Nick Holtz. I had some raving things to say about him and how you know, how much he helped him in his career and how innovative and how thoughtful he is during the course of the week and getting them ready to play. And I think, uh, you know, I think you'll see. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, Nick Holtz and, and Ron Callahan kind of working in tandem to get ready for Sunday's put the game plan together, and then obviously Brian Callahan's going to be called the place for the first time. You know, as far as Denard Wilson goes, I, you know, I talked to Roquan Smith, I talked to Patrick Queen, I talked to Kyle Hamilton, the Ravens, about mm-hmm. him at the Pro Bowl, and they described a guy who has kind of been building toward this moment where he got to run his first defense. Um, very involved in the game plan and what they do on a regular basis. They give him a lot of credit for how things were on the back end, for them not giving up a lot of big plays. We don't know what the what the personnel's gonna look yeah. like on either side of the ball yet. Like there are gonna be changes. I mean, uh, we, we talk about the uncertainty surrounding surrounding Derrick Henry, but the Titans have some other question marks at other key positions. You got that's the draft right. coming up, you got free agency coming up, you've got an offensive line that's gonna be reshaped. Yep. On the defensive side of the ball, a lot of question marks. Players like their own guys. And uh, so a lot to be determined. Yeah. Uh, but Certainly, I feel like the Titans got two good coordinators um, who were in demand at other places, mm-hmm. and now I'm anxious to see them work. Yeah, like when I heard uh, Denar Wilson say that this was the place that he wanted to be, it just gives like fans like myself and, and others uh, like huge hopes for, for this team and, and for the defense again because we have really good defense. For, for a long time under Mike Vrabel as well. It's just now the offense needs to take that step now with Brian Callahan, you know, evolving this offense in today's NFL. So um, speaking of free agencies and, and um, everything coming up now, like you just mentioned, if you had, you know, Denard Wilson was a, is a great defensive backs coach. Darius Slay, I've I seen a report that, you know, he was one of the best that he led, you know, the league in, in um, past, past defenses on multiple teams. With impending free agents now, we haven't had that stud cornerback since Portland Finnegan. Do you see us going after Sneed in free agency right away? Because I know there's a lot of holes to be filled on the offensive line. But to me, we talked about this, me, Sal, and Vinny on the last podcast. For us, 
you're going to either give T. Higgins a blank check, which I highly doubt because I think they're going to franchise tag him. So what's the next next best thing? Because there's not a lot of guys out there in the free agent world that's going to be a, a game-changing left tackle, in my opinion. I don't know about your opinion yet. But um, in my opinion, if we're not going to go there and we possibly go left tackle with seven, I think we give Snead the blank check at cornerback to solidify the back end of our defense. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I got to be careful talking about specific players because yeah, yeah, yeah. I work for the team and they get me on tampering. I can always yeah. remind us you don't talk about other teams' players until they're actually available free agents. So, March 14th. And, and, yeah, and the and reality is we don't know who's going to be available because, yeah. as you mentioned, teams like to keep their best players. Yeah. You know, so you either do that with a franchise tag transition tag, you need to do it by renegotiating a contract, mm-hmm. give a guy an extension. So what looks great here on February, what is this, February the 7th, or uh, I don't know what day this is running, February 7th. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Yeah. Uh, what looks great now may look different a month from yeah. now because guys may be locked up. Guys may have the tag put on them. Uh, I do think people ask about the draft all the time and who the Titans going to pick. I think that's way too premature for that, too, because you can't really say what's happening in the draft until you see what unfolds and creates. creates. Yeah. If you go out and sign a big left tackle, if Grant Carlton disagrees with you and think there's a great left tackle uh, in free agent that they signed, you go and sign, draft a guy, they're probably hot. And, yeah. uh, and, and we don't know for sure, and I'm not talking about the, the, the offensive line, but other positions on this team still to be determined about who's coming back, who they're going to – who the team could potentially release. Um, so we won't really know true holes and needs until uh, probably a, a month, five weeks from now. It's definitely it's definitely getting to that point. It's definitely getting exciting. It's like Christmas morning for Titan, uh, not even Titans fans, every NFL fan around March 14th when you got the tampering period, you got the free agency period, just to see how the team is going to go into the OTAs and, and go into the training camp. But um, how do you, what, what is Jim Wyatt doing in Vegas right now? Just worse. Side yeah, yeah. somebody says it's been raining outside uh, last couple of days, and I wouldn't know, but I've been spent most of my time in here. Yeah. Like I got here, I was in uh, Orlando for the Pro Bowl for a couple of days. Uh, you know, you mentioned I talked to Peyton Manning out there, and I talked to Derek out there, and talked to Jamar Chase on Brian Callahan there. I talked to Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith and Kyle Hamilton and Evan Ingram. And, and, uh, and then I came here on Sunday just kind of getting the lay of the land, and now it's been – Wall to wall. I know in here is crazy. Absolutely uh, insane. Just yeah. looking around at all yeah. everything over here is absolutely insane. Yeah. So I spent you know, all day Monday kind of working in here. Then they had the opening night uh, at Allegiant Stadium where you know probably talked to 20, 25 people that night. Uh, yesterday, a flurry of activity. Uh, and then things are really starting to pick up in here. You know, there's still yeah. team availability in here, you know, throughout the rest of the week. Uh, there are certain days you have access to talk to you know, CBS talent or, or other uh, analysts that, that can be found walking through here. We're hoping for some Titans to come rolling yeah, through here real. at some point. There's always different events going on. So it's kind of, you guys got to keep your head on the swivel. Yeah. And, you don't know uh, who you're going to run into yeah. over here. You see everybody. Man. Yeah. So, it's crazy. Uh, so I'm just trying to. You know, I try to find Titans angles and, and yep. try to sometimes people say, well, what, what are you doing at the Super Bowl? The Titans aren't in it. But believe me, there's always something to talk about as you know. And especially that's the case when you have a new head coach and, and some, a lot of changes because people always uh, people always willing to give you their opinions. No doubt. Um, speaking of opinions, you mentioned CBS. I saw um, Chris Sims 
tweet out earlier this morning that there was a report. Like I said, we're talking about players here. It's, it's draft. Yeah. Brock Bowers would love to be a Tennessee Titan. What's your thought on that? Well, it's just, that just shows you the, the Super Bowl, what happened on Radio Road. He said he'd love to be a Tennessee Titan. I saw Chris Sims. I just probably I can't see him with his his booth over there right now, but his booth is right across from us, which is right next to where I sit over there. So I okay. saw that and I saw how that kind of blew up on social media and Nashville, you know, radio stations and people who do the you know do blogs were writing about that. So I asked Chris Sims. I said, "So I heard you say you want to be the Titans." I said, "I said, what's some context there? Did you ask him why?" He's oh yeah well he it's close to Atlanta you know his family can get get to the games there he likes that part of the country and that's it but, that's it no but, no Will Levis Tajay Spears no, style play that, Brian oh, he's Callahan. always been a big Titans fan he wants to play for Will Levis you know he, he likes Brian Callahan the direct and that one word all of a sudden blows up that's yeah. what happened though right yeah, now so. If he did an interview with the Cleveland Brown with with Cleveland Radio, he'd probably say he, he'd love to play for the Browns. Yeah, if he, if yeah. he did a, a, a interview with the you know, station out here in Las Vegas, he'd probably say he'd love to play for the Raiders. Yeah. He loves the cities. That, that's just the way it goes. And and the reality is, these guys have no say on where they're going, yeah, who's course. picking them, and uh, but that's we'll be dealing with that kind of stuff from now until the draft. For real. Real quick, real quick uh, question before we, I let you go. Uh, what was the whole plan of going to the Pro Bowl versus the Senior Bowl? Because I know we talked to you last year around this time. Uh, you were in the airport going yep. to Mobile. Yeah. So what was that whole thought process? Of, of yeah, that? I usually do all This is the first year I haven't done the Senior Bowl in probably 10, 15 years. Okay. And, uh, so I usually go from Senior Bowl to Pro Bowl to Super Bowl, and I'm gone 15 days. And, uh, so my wife doesn't like it, but uh, she understands that's part of the job. And I would have done it this year if, yeah. if, if things didn't develop so long with the coaching staff. Yeah. Like there's still, you know, the Brian Callahan stuff just happened recently in the process of putting together the coaching staff. So I felt like it was better for me to stay in Nashville the first part of the week yeah. and go to Pro Bowl at the end of the week. Mike Keith was down there with Titans Radio, so he had us covered. He did great work down there for – uh, for the website and Titans Radio, and there's plenty of time in my mind to catch up with the draft prospects. I mean, uh, I think right now people are more interested in what's going on with the team and yeah. the coaching staff and, and, and Derrick Henry, you know, potentially putting on that Titans logo for the first time and hearing what Peyton Manning has to say and Jamar Chase on Callahan. That was my thinking is that I had to pick one of those two to come. Uh, I was going to pick the Pro Bowl. Yeah. That's not bad. I mean, I'll be at the combine in a couple of weeks. I'll, I'll have my fill of draft prospects. Yeah, got true. Days true. coming up. We got uh, you know in-house visits. We got a long runway yeah, uh, to get to the draft. That is true. I mean, I, I'm not. I, I mean, I will tell you that I want the Joe Waltz. I want the Roma Duze or or neighbors or Brock Bowers. We can go on and on forever. But uh, just to wrap things up over here, if Jim Wise yeah, playing exactly. poker, blackjack, or roulette. What's your game in Vegas over here right now? Oh man, I'm, just, I'm better off staying away from the tables, you know, because uh, I I never had a lot of luck growing up doing it. Now that I work for the team, I think the gambling uh, casino portion is frowned on uh, from some, uh, from at least from a uh, to a point. Uh, I like to, you know, I, I like to. I'm kind of notorious for being a, uh, a big saver and pinching pennies. So I I don't know. I, I did some gambling in college, got bit from it, learned my lesson, and I just don't gamble anymore. Yeah, I, you know, I, I should take that, your you know, advice. Yes, yeah, so I used to do some gambling. I was 
when I was in college, you know, me and my buddies would, would, uh, would bet a lot of college games and pro games, and we thought we knew what we were doing, and then we lost a lot of money one weekend, and we had a service that we used to, uh, to have a guy help us with picks. We lost even more money, and I think that scared me straight from that point on. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't bet anymore. Yeah, you can, you can... Uh, I, I maybe will run, play the slots a little bit, but uh, – Vegas doesn't have all these lights and big buildings because people are making a lot of money. Yeah, no, you can you can win your mortgage payment or you can lose yeah. it very 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 fast. Yeah. Like like Vinny always says, you could t- you could take your college kids' tuition right right out of the bank. Forget yeah. about it over here. Right. But Jim, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Returning guest, he was one of my first followers and probably all of yours first followers along with the Tennessee Titans, Jim White. Everybody, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, always it. always yeah. a pleasure. Looking forward to it till next time. Um, hope all you guys enjoyed it. Uh, catch us live probably tomorrow or Friday uh, on the red carpet of NFL Honors or Radio Row. We're going to be doing stuff all here all week. Uh, I appreciate all you guys for listening. And, uh, Sam, you know the deal. Send us out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Talking Titans on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.